Too many people are making excuses for mediocrity. Don't be mediocre. Don't sit on the fence. It's bullshit. It's a lot of crap. Don't do that. You know, you're better off trying your best and failing than never doing it. The big question is this. How are investors like us who weren't born with a silver spoon successfully investing in property to create a passive income and still have a lifestyle now? That is the question. This podcast will give you the answers. I'm George Markoski and welcome to the Positive Property Show. Our mission is to empower 10,000 people to create financial freedom through property using the Markoski method. Join us. So what we're doing today is we're responding to our haters. So guys, um, we're responding to our haters, but you know, if you want to comment, you know, have you had any haters? What's going on? Remember, now's the R-U-OK week as well, mm, okay. right? And because of that, it's part of what we're doing because you know, a friend of mine got bullied quite a bit and uh, she got bullied so bad that she tri- tried to disappear from public life completely. A friend of mine called Mill Greek. And what happened was she was part of that, um, if you remember what happened, there was, um, she was part of a radio station and they rang up and played a prank on one of the nurses. And the nurse got so upset because she gave him the details of the prince that was getting born or something like that, remember? And she killed herself, mm. which is pretty tragic. And a lot of people gave Mel a lot of hate. You know, they were, they were giving her death threats and messaging and things like that. And look, at the end of the day, um, she was working for a radio station. Me personally, I don't think that she was to blame. And I think if someone's going to kill themselves, then anything can be the straw that breaks the camel's back. She was doing her job. Everyone's got a different opinion on it. But I think that, you know, I know her as a person. She's a good person and she would never do anything to harm anyone. And uh, it was terrible how she got bullied. And she's been working as bullying for a long time. And, you know, we want to support that. And part of the bullying, I suppose, is the bigger you get, the more bullies you get. You know what I mean? And one thing is, <clears throat> and look, you can't make an omelette breaking a few eggs. So I'm very passionate about investing in property. I'm passionate about a goal of I want to, I want to empower 10,000 Australians to create wealth through investing in property, right? Financial freedom for investing in property um, using the Mikoski method. That's my goal, and, I'm, and there's going to be people that aren't happy with that. You know, some people don't like it. A lot of people don't like it. Funny enough, I'm surprised. And what we're going to do is, I'm going to go through, and we're going to actually respond. We're going to, to our respond haters. to your haters so, today, George. What I'm going to talk about today is the thing called tall poppy syndrome. You know, we've got this thing called tall poppy syndrome in Adelaide, Australia, especially. It's not just about growing big flowers. Well, no, it's not like um, the Taliban. They, they love tall poppy syndrome, but they, they make heroin out of it. But look, no, the fact of it is what we want to talk about is tall, tall poppy syndrome because we don't embrace success very much in Australia. And what I want to do is I want to change that, you know, because, you know, Australians have got a great attitude. I love the Australian attitude. And, you know, we're here to help the Aussie battle and help each other out. But unfortunately, when it comes to success and money, we shy away and we're scared of it. We really are. And people aren't comfortable with money. And because they're not comfortable with money, they're not comfortable with success. And then what happens is we end up with tall poppy syndrome. And before we know, everyone starts cutting people down. And at the end of the day, look, it's the wrong thing to do. You know, why is America so successful? Because they've got successful people there, right? If we want a successful country, a successful community, um, successful anything, we need successful people there, right? At the end of the day, 
And, you know, I might offend people, but that's, I'm going to do it anyway, right? So if you're a snowflake, I suggest you turn off now because you're not going to like it. But really, at the end of the day, if you're not being the best person you are, if you're not being prosperous and being as successful as you can be, then you're letting yourself down. You're letting your family down. You're letting your friends down. You're letting the community down. You really are. And at the end of the day, you owe it to yourself to be the best version of yourself. And therefore, we should be encouraging everyone around us, our fellow Australians, our fellow humans, to be the best they can be. You know, you know, if you do something great, I'm all for it. I actually love to hear about people that are successful. Um, you know, jealousy, envy, you know, you need to get over that. Because we really, what I find when people are jealous or envy or poor poppy syndrome, really it's all about themselves. Mm. It's not to do with the person. And, you know, if, you know, these keyboard warriors, if they, you know, thought, you know, I mean, people telling Mel to kill herself, like, please, that's just immature and it's not very nice and you're tough behind a keyboard, but maybe in real life you're not that tough. And I think that's a disgusting behaviour personally. And the one thing I feel about my haters is I feel sorry for them. Because the reason I've got haters is probably maybe one, they don't understand what I'm doing. And they may think that I'm not genuine. Well, this is going to be a great opportunity to educate them. They may not understand what I'm doing. And look, if you are a hater of mine and you're watching, please pay attention because I think on our podcast, we already had a one-star review, (laughs) even though we've got all these five-star reviews of someone that hates us. And this person has been following me for a while, the gold guru. And look, this person, gold guru, I don't know what your problem is, but we're going to talk about it. But he doesn't like what we do. Addressing the hater, No, no, he's emailed me quite a few times complaining about stuff and... Really Why would he subscribe to our stuff if he's so much a hater? Who knows? Who knows? Doesn't matter. But there's people out there that are haters. And I know the more famous you get, the more popular you get, the, you know, the more haters you're going to get. We hit number 76 in Australia on our podcast. Yay. Uh, within awesome. seven days on investing. And we hit number 136. So what's the podcast, George? The podcast is property, positive property. Positive property. With George, positive property show with George Markowski. Positive Property Show with George Mikoski. That's, that's the podcast. We're going to talk all things property, mindset, success, you name it. We're doing our podcast live. Mm-hmm. We don't actually do it in a studio. We do it live at our house. Um, and also, not only that, we're doing it live and we really, we've got an editor that does a quick edit, but basically what you see is what you get. You know what I mean? I'm going to be genuine here. We're not making things up. We're, we're telling the way it is. So let's talk about our haters. So first hater. So Albany Wong says, you got to think why they all just want to help you. The reality is that they make their money through selling online courses to suckers who believe they really make that much from their businesses. Yes. So that's a hater there that thinks we make our money by selling online courses and we don't really make money out of our business. Well, we don't, our business is educating people. We make money out of property. <laughs> and educating people. Now the thing is, look guys, I we charge for our service, right? We're not the cheapest in Australia. Actually, we're not cheap at all. But the reason we have to charge is because we're very good at what we do. Mm-hmm. And otherwise people aren't gonna take us seriously. Because you only pay attention when you pay, right? When people pay, they pay attention. Also, you get what you pay for. Yeah, and look. I don't think there's anyone out there working for free, yeah, so Mr. This, Wong. Yeah, so look, at the end of the day, yes, we do charge true totally and the fact of it is when you're learning off the best of the best you gotta sort of pay for that time look i've spent 20 years perfecting property investing right Mm. and you know i'll walk my talk i know what i'm doing and that's the thing you know i'm so sick of those fake gurus out there there's people out there that pretend to live a great lifestyle and take photos 
you know, all these amazing photos all the, all the time and then they like pretend they're successful in business and they sell their idea about being successful of living a lifestyle they don't really live. Now, the fact of it is, this is me, this is the way it is. And I'm not saying you need an amazing lifestyle because I really believe that when you first start out, you've got to be tight. You know, I, I you know, struggled to make ends meet. And actually, we're going to talk about that in a second. Give me another, give me another hater. I want to talk to these haters. Have you had any haters online? Any keyboard warriors? What's the worst thing that's happened to you? What do you think of haters? Today's all about haters, and I'd love to get some feedback. Look, the fact of it is, like that song. How does that song go? Can you sing it, please. No. Come on. Let's do it. Haters gonna hate, guys. Whenever you're doing something in your life, you're always gonna have, you know, someone who's got their opinion. And um, I think in today's society, it's really quick and easy for people to be keyboard warriors and hide behind their screens and their keyboards and, you know, even do things crazy like make fake accounts and try and bring other people down. What really annoys me the most is when people attack small business owners because, look, we are the backbone of Australia. Uh, we provide a lot of jobs for people, you know. And we need to support small business owners. So if you ever see a hater attacking a small business owner, just have their back. That's really important. But we're responding to our haters tonight, guys. We're having a bit of fun with it. Look, we're not look. taking it too seriously. Interesting what happened recently with Dan Andrews in Melbourne. Yeah. And that's, that's like, put it this way. Okay, so Dan Andrews, love him or hate him, He's the Premier of Queen of Victoria. <laughs> Victoria. <laughs> Not Queensland. And, um, I'm just going to adjust this. He's a bit been having a lot of challenges with um, a lot of different people. I think it's on angle now. He's having a lot of challenges with Victoria. Yeah, COVID. Victorians and COVID and stuff like that. Now, and look, you can love him or hate him, but the thing is, when people get personal, I really think that's not. They're on. crossing a line. They're yeah. crossing a line. I'll explain what. I'm not here to defend Dan Andrews, right? I don't necessarily like or dislike what he does. Doesn't matter. But, you know, I've had a few people on my Facebook type in, you know, well, the reason they've allowed dog groomers is because his wife's a dog and, you know, blah, blah, ha, ha, ha. The thing is, look, calling his wife a dog doesn't actually help anyone's cause or anything else like that. And it's actually irrelevant and a bit rude, personally. Absolutely. So I think if you don't like Dan Andrews, attack his policies, attack his intellectual policies at an intellectual level, but actually, what happened recently with his boots, you know, someone left boot prints in front of his oh, shed I don't know with his father story. or something. Apparently, yeah. whatever happened was happened. But the fact of it is, you know, you know when, you're, when you're famous and the more famous you become, the more haters you've got to deal with. And I'll tell you what, you know, sometimes it can be challenging, you know. But, but it's it great is, to be able to have a laugh and not take it too, too seriously. Look, you've got to have a bit of a laugh because... You know, if you make an omelette, you're going to break a few eggs. And I, we're not going to be, I'm not going to make everyone happy. No. Especially myself personally. I tell it the way it is. I don't mince my words. I don't try to pussyfoot around and make you happy about being yourself, right? What I'm here to do is tell you the way it is. This is my way of doing things. And if you guys, if you like it that way, great. You're in the right group. If you don't like it, get out the group. Go to another group. Go to a group that's always going to stroke your ego. I'm not here to do that. I'm here to create 10,000 property millionaires. Someone's got to kick your butt and really put you in line because a lot of people out there need their butt kicked and I'm here to kick it, right? Because really at the end of the day, um, I really think we need to really get a, get a little spoon of cement, get out there and do it. Let's stop whinging about COVID and the government and everything else like that. Well, the banks, or the it's banks, too hard to get a And let's just do it, where, right? Where, where. The, the, there's always going to be a reason why you can't do look, it. There's a lot of pussies out there, right? There really is. <laughs> and the fact of it is, I'm here to stop you from being a pussy. And look, we get a lot of members all around Australia. 
And what happens is they're not used to, you know, someone being strong with them because at the end of the day, everyone's responsible for their own success. And you, I'll leave you well, charge. it's about understanding you've got to take radical responsibility for your own success. And that, that's one of our values. But the thing is, the other thing is what happens is as soon as one little thing goes wrong, people, this happens all the time. And people are like, oh no, that means I can't invest in property. It's like one little thing. And I'm like, God, that's just one. Wait for another 10 things because it's going to happen. When I first that's started- That's life. Things when, are going to keep going wrong. Look, if you want to be successful, no matter what it is, whether it's property or business or anything, you got to get used to all the hurdles, right? There's going to be a big bunch of hurdles lined up in front of you, right? And you can't go home and cry when you scrape your knee the first time you try to jump your first hurdle. You just got to be persistent because I kept going and going and going, right? You don't give up. You don't um, try to get one property and then fail and give up. You don't buy one property and give up. You got to continue on for the course. You got to stay for the course. You got to be in it for the long term. You got to jump over the hurdles and you got to get there. Success is not easy. Whoever told you it's going to be easy, they lied to you. It's going to be hard. So, so let's, let's get back to responding to okay, our haters. Let's do it. We're moving on to now. Zach Stillo said, "Bali, the millionaires retreat." So we go to Bali probably every second year and I love Bali. It's got a very special place in my heart. Look, the Balinese people are beautiful, but not only that, what I love about Bali is our first trip together with Christina. And my first time overseas ever, I went to Bali. So I convinced Christina to go to <laughs> Bali with me. Uh, and she said, I'll go to Bali, but we have to have separate beds. And I said, no. <laughs> then she said, we need a little... A little divider. So if Last I'm not mistaken, I think Zach is saying, if you've got so much money, then why are you going to buy No, 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 okay. What he's saying is, there's the picture of me and Christina on a motorbike. And he's in saying, Bali. why are you in Bali on a motorbike? He could be being sarcastic as in like a cute, funny way, but... But you know what? I at, don't know. At the end of the day, but... look, a lot of people said, is that you guys in Wuhan? I said, no, it's not Wuhan. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, long story short, I love Bali and I'm always going to keep going there. I don't care what people think about it. They think I should be going somewhere better. I disagree. I think Bali's awesome. Yep. Then someone said... Um... So next one, oh, George, I've got the one oh, okay. here. Go I've actually gone go, through go, go, and go, done go. all that pre-work. Uh, so Matthew B said, you started when you were 12. Cool story. George, did you start when you were 12? Did you start property investing when you were 12 years old? Look, I'll tell you the story. I actually... Um, I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. And a lot of people say, you know, you're rich because your parents are rich or successful. And no, my parents struggled to make ends meet. They were immigrants from Macedonia. When they came here, they didn't even know the language. So that was tough. And what happened was How I- How old were you when you moved here? I was born here. Oh, right. So there you go, I was born here. But, <laughs> you was born here, but no English, not English. No, because no, no, no. no, my parents spoke Macedonian. So I went to school and people were speaking a different language. I don't know what they were saying. Mm -hmm. And what happened was I knew from a young age that we were poor mm. on you. And you know out. what? Yeah. I figured out that I was going to do something about it. I yeah. really, I don't know where it came from, but I remember the first time I played Monopoly. Mm. I was like seven, eight, seven years old. I played Monopoly and I loved it. And people told me, they said, this is real life. You get a house and you rent it out to people. And I said, wow, this is so cool. The best thing I ever did. I went home and asked my parents to buy Monopoly and they said, no, we can't afford it. Oh. So what I did, out of memory, I made my Monopoly board. It was a bit wonky and missed out a lot of stuff because, yeah, but and I played it and played it because I made little made little pieces out of wood, and I had this piece of cardboard and I drew all the stuff and made all this money and it was unfortunately like now I could make a monopoly board out of memory but at the time I couldn't and it was a pretty crap monopoly. However, one thing I did is I started 
working early and eight years old when I first started my first business. So, you know, did I start when I was 12? No, but I started the journey of wanting to be own a property from seven, seriously. So I knew that from an early age. So, but the thing is, what people are saying is because I retired at 37. Mm-hmm. And that's what, when he retired, and it says it very clearly that that's when you yeah, retired. But, look, but people think you are 37 now for some reason. Yeah, probably look, because you look good for your age. And look, you know what? But he's actually turning 50 this well, year. Well, for people that think I'm 37, they're not haters. They're actually, I'm very thankful for you. <laughs> Thank you so much. And look, I really, and it's, it's very easy to make that mistake. So they're not haters. They've just got it wrong. And it's easy to get it yeah, wrong. Yeah, I'd say it really um, is. his tip, read the ad properly yeah but look it's very easy to get it wrong so i'm not you know whoever you are thank you so much i really appreciate it you're not a hater you're actually awesome um message <laughs> me i'll give you a free copy of my book for saying i look that young i love it there Thanks. you go matthew you're in so laura hutch said the passive income i suspect came from convincing people to pay three thousand dollars to listen to him yep. those idiots look the thing is i don't i don't charge people three thousand dollars i charge fifty thousand so, so um, yes, and look, at the end of the day, I, I retired at 37 with property, make $180,000 a year. And the fact that it is, my business could not make as much as my properties ever can. I mean, last year I made over a million dollars out of property without getting out of bed, that's passive income. Now imagine running a business or working to make a million dollars. Good luck, it's not easy, it's hard. I've owned many businesses, I know what it's like. And do we make money out of teach how to invest in property? Yes, I do that. I admit it. Of course I do. You know, because this is the deal. This is how I decided to start this business. The world needs it. You're great at it. People, um, the world needs it. You're great at it. You love it. You're really good at it. And you get paid for it. Mm -hmm. Those are the criteria. Yeah. And if you don't get paid for it, well, then it's not your purpose. You're not going to be very passionate about this, doing it. Well, this is the deal, though. This is the deal. And this is one of those things, if you're not getting paid for it, maybe you're not that good at it, mm, right? Yeah. And this might ruffle a few feathers, but that's the fact because this is what happens, right? And I know people, you know, they go through a midlife crisis and what happens is they decide to get into music or they decide to get into painting and things mm -hmm. like that, right? Mm -hmm. okay. And some of them actually are very creative, they get into it and are very good. And I've got friends that have done that. But others have gone through a midlife crisis, they've decided to get into this stuff, like music. I know a person especially, you know, um, he got into music, um, midlife crisis, did all these videos and stuff like that, spent a lot of money. And, you know, did these CD launches and things like that. And he spent a lot of time doing it, right? Mm -hmm. But the fact of it is he wasn't that good at singing, right? Mm -hmm. He just wasn't that good. And problem was, he just kept saying, hey, here's my free CD, what do you think of it? And everyone said, you're great. And he thought, wow, I'm great, right? Because if you ask someone in their opinion how good you are, what do you think you're going to get? That's not the real answer. Yeah. The real answer is the market. People vote with their money. Right? So if I say to you, you know, how good am I at coaching? Well, there's only one answer. How much people, how much people willing to pay me, right? Mm -hmm. And people pay $50,000 for my coaching. So I think I'm pretty damn good at it, right? Mm -hmm. Otherwise, why would they be paying me 50 grand? Well, look, it's the same deal as you've got someone who's going to get a gold medal for the Olympics. They want a good coach. They've got to pay top dollar yeah, look, for the best coach in the world. All the best people, right? At anything, I mean, I spend hundred fifty thousand a year on coaches at the moment. I'm overcoached, but I do, mm. and that's because I want the best of the best. Give me a shortcut. Now, you you might think that I'm throwing hundred fifty thousand dollars away. No, I'm actually saving myself hundreds of thousands of dollars. Of well, not only that, you're saving a lot of time from trial and error, making your own mistakes. You know, totally. Look, I wish 
when I started investing, I had someone like me that I could pay. It's so much money. cheaper in the long run because you're going to make so much more money and save, you know, years of I could have made, I, I could have made so much more. Luckily, I learned it pretty soon on and I've learned how to do it and I did it. But the fact of it is, it's the poor, po tall poppy syndrome. So Miller Yovek says, and you drive a push bike? Hmm. Uh, no, yes. Emojis. Yes. Um, sometimes I do. Look, I'm, I, each year what I do George is... George loves riding his bike. Well, doesn't I, matter how much money you have, always take time to ride your bike. It's really fun. Look, I actually, um, I've got electric hybrid bike that I'm borrowing from a friend of mine, which is awesome. And um, what I do is I like to go carbon neutral as much as I can. So what I've got is I've got an electric bike and I've got it plugged in and we've got solar panels and a battery. So therefore, we're totally carbon neutral that transport in our house. So our house is actually producing more energy than we waste. Because I've got a you know sauna and everything else like that, and I wanted to make sure we do that. So that I'm very proud of that because I'm very proud because I'm looking after the environment, mm. for one, and I don't drive around in the car very often at all, very rarely. Mostly I'm on the bike or I try to walk places because I want to do a bit of movement. Even on an electric bike, what happens is even if I use the electric bike, I'll pedal anyway because you can't help yourself. And I really think that's important. Look, you know what? You don't have to own five Ferraris and 10 Lamborghinis to be successful. And if you want to own them, that's okay as well. You know what I mean? I think both sides are okay. Whatever you want to spend your money on. Definitely. So we've already touched on this one um, briefly before, but Kobe McAllister said, with the family's money. Well, no, obviously we know that George and myself actually, you know, we both grew up from families that struggled and, you know, struggled to make ends meet. Um, they never invested in property. Um, you know, so we're both from families that are relatively poor and we wanted to be different, you know, and that's why I work so hard and still every day, you know, I work so hard to, to make sure that I'm, I'm laying the foundations for, you know, a really strong financial future where I've got my passive income set up and working and I'm just growing that every single year, which is great. So there we go. That's that one. Uh, Carl Drager said, rich people don't tell others how they got rich, especially if they started to get rich when they were 12 years old. <laughs> Look, <laughs> the 12 year old thing is happening and I need to really change a few of our wording. But no, you know, they're not reading it properly, George. No, they, look, that copy is perfect. Look, look, look. Well, a lot of people mention that I started when I was 12. And <laughs> I actually That's because they think you're 37 now. Yes, and you know what? You say you retired you think, you when think, you were 37. Do you think I look 37 You don't maybe? say that you're 37 now. Do you now. think I look 37? Maybe we should put the date that you were, you know, anyway, back in look, the day. <laughs> I think what I need to do is go back and change my birth certificate. And just say. admit that I'm 37 and that's the way it is. I'd love to be 37. I'd so love it. just to clear the air there, you're not 37? No, no. No, you're 49, no, no, turning no, no. 50. Nope. Uh, okay, so Sue Beatrice said, so basically buy a cheap house somewhere in Australia where the rental market is high so that you can rent out for enough money to cover your costs, question mark. This is quite a genuine question. Yeah, it's a good question, That actually. would be great for you to answer. Yes, look, one... I don't believe in buying cheap houses in the middle of nowhere, right? No, that's not yeah. a good strategy that's, at all. That's it, that's <laughs> don't it, do that. That's the important thing is when investing in property is getting the right strategy and getting the right area and doing everything right. And the fact of it is, you know, cheap properties are not the right way to go. You want to go buy high quality properties at the right price where you get the right return. And there's a balance there, you know. And a lot of people, you know, comment going, oh, that's it's because of people like you that you know, people are paying so much rent. And no, I'm not putting rents up at all. What I'm doing is help people invest and actually 
look, see, this is the thing. When you invest in property, one, you're making your life better. You're making your family's life better. You're making the community around you better. But not only that, you're helping people find a place to live. So there's a lot of good coming out of it. So don't, you know, don't knock back all that. That's really good. You know, we're, we're not one of those companies that says, you know, buy low and, you know, t get some grandma and arm wrestle into a really good deal and get, get a big saving and make $50,000 profit. We don't do that sort of stuff. You know, you know, all those programs out there about options and getting bargains off grandmas. I don't want to get a bargain off a grandma. You know what? I want the grandma to get the good price that get she wants. Get a fair wants. price. Get Absolutely. a fair price. And what we want to do is we want to pay a fair price, get a fair price and make it fair for everyone. Because the real money is, is in adding value. See, the fact of it is, if you're not adding value to the marketplace, then long term, you're not going to make money. Mm. Right? And I really believe that. And what I believe in our business and in our investing strategy is all about adding value. And by adding value, we get more value for everyone. Matt Williams said, much easier said than done. Look, Look we've already covered this. Well, no, well. no, no, Matt, Matt Williams said, much easier said than done. Matt, thank you. Absolutely much easier said than done. It's actually very, very difficult. It's not easy investing in property. The hardest part is getting your mindset right and knowing and believing that you can and actually make that step in doing it. Very difficult. But not only that, like saying you're investing in property and doing it, it's very different. There's so many people out there that say they're gonna invest in property, but they never actually do it, Yeah. right? You know, they're gonna say, we're gonna get around to it, I'm gonna do it next year. I, I know one guy, a really good guy, um, you know what I'm talking about. He's like, I'm gonna invest in property. Every time Steve goes, George, I'm investing in property, yes. <laughs> and, He's like, yep, I've just gotta do this thing. And, and then, then next time we see him, it's like, oh, I'm just gonna do this. And he messages him on Facebook, great guy, very enthusiastic, and he's like, George, I'm going to invest. But he's never going to invest in anything. Look, maybe one day, but no. so far, nothing. And the fact of it is, getting that first step's hard, and what's holding people back is fear. Mm. Fear is the one thing holding you back. And the reason fear is holding people back is, one, the unknown, but getting out of your comfort zone. Getting out of your comfort zone is very hard. It's not easy. It's really difficult. And um, what I want to do is help people get out of that comfort zone, and that's why we've got this group, Positive Property, because by seeing other people succeed, by having a community yeah. of like-minded people, it's gonna help you become more confident. You know, because I really, my goal of creating 10,000 property millionaires, empowering 10,000 people to create wealth through property, we're gonna get there. You know, Absolutely. we're getting hundreds and hundreds of new people every year. And I really wanna create this into a movement. You know, this is not about getting rich, right? Not about being filthy rich, It's it's about, creating wealth, creating passive income, so we can have more impact, more income, and more impact on the people around us. So Julie, good point. She's just making a point that we should include on our uh, page, uh, the donations for the Kenya Project to build a school in Kenya. Yes, thank you so That's much. That's an Th amazing idea, yes. Julia. You're a champion. Yes, now I had someone message me. And they said, why, what, why, why WTF? Why <laughs> are you building a school in Kenya? Why do you build a school in Australia? What are you doing? You know what I mean? And look. The fact of it is, we do a lot of charity stuff in Australia, and it's mm. exciting stuff. Absolutely. Right? And, you know, I'm, I'm president of the Blind Sporting Council. We do that, and I'm actually about to launch a new initiative. I'm going to tell you all about it, which is great. So I'm helping visually impaired people. I'm excited about um, that. We, we, I do things for children going to the circus and um, stuff like that, kids with special needs. So I do a lot of different stuff. But the Kenya stuff, well, one, I can't afford to build a school in Australia. To build a school in Australia costs tens and twenties, 30, 40, 50 million. Wow. And I, I can't do that. I haven't got 40, 50 million to throw away. But in Kenya, it's a lot cheaper. 
and I can actually, every person that joins our 14-day challenge, I can easily buy five bricks towards the school. It's going to be an easy thing because you've got to make charity easy. See, mm. you've got to make it fun. You've got to make it easy. We had a dinner party on the weekend with some really good friends and we had um, a, sh a chef come down and cook for us. And what Thanks, I was doing, Gary and Alicia. Yeah, thank you so much. And <laughs> what I was doing is I was practicing because of what I wanted to do is I saw a charity where they bought this king crab and auctioned it off and did a cooking thing. Mm -hmm. And what I want to do is I want to do something new like that because, and I wanted to practice and luckily I had to practice because you know, everyone else did a great job except for me. And I was trying to open a <laughs> bottle of champagne and the video's coming out soon and I cracked it open. And unfortunately I used the wrong knife, the wrong technique and it was terrible, it was very embarrassing, but you know, it is what it is. And the fact of it is um, I've learned a lot and what I want to do is I want to make charity fun. Mm. And I want to be more like B1G1. That's what it's all about. You know, buy one, get one. Because every time someone does something good in our company, in our group, I want to give to charity as a reward to charity and for people. Every time we make money, I want to give, you know, because I think it's important. That's why the 14 Day Challenge is our first project. And I've actually got many more. We've got, we've got, you know, three or four different projects coming up, you know, very soon, all around the world, including Australia. And why am I not doing just Australia? Because... I do want to have a consciousness. I really want to start thinking worldwide because yeah. I, for some reason, that's what I want to do. And, you know, if, if you're not happy with it, that's bad luck because that's what I'm going to do because I, that's what I want to do. And I really, it gives me... I yeah, because there was a hater that said, why are you building a school in Kenya? And yeah. they're very upset about it. Yeah, and look, that's because I, I want to... I think if you're upset about us building a school for children in Kenya, you really need to take a look in the mirror. No, 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 I get it, I get it. Because what you're saying I is, no, 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 it. I get it, I get it. Because what you're saying is, put the money in Australia. And we already are putting money in Australia. This is a small portion of the money. And it gives me pleasure. Why are we doing all this charity stuff? I'll tell you why. Because I'm selfish. I get pleasure out of giving. I love it. So I'm a selfish bastard that wants to give. <laughs> no, but true, I do. I really, I get a lot of pleasure out of it. I'm going to really enjoy building the school. I enjoy helping the visually impaired people. I just love doing it. And I'm doing it because I love it. And that's why people give to charity. And that's a good reason to do it. But you guys, know, it's a really good position to be in life when you're that high up Maslow. And I'd love to talk a little bit about Maslow's hierarchy of needs because I really feel lot, what we're focusing on here with positive property and the property investing and creating a passive income for you all is getting that money side working for itself so you don't have to stress about the day-to-day. -day. You know, most people live you know, hand-to-mouth, week-to-week, and if you can get beyond doing that and go up on Maslow's hierarchy, it gets you to the next level in your life, and then you can actually think about things like charity because if you're struggling to pay your bills, there's no way you're gonna be thinking about donating to charity. So it's a really good position to be in life when you are at that level and you've got your money side of your life actually ticking away, just working in the background and you don't have to do much. At the end of the day, for some people, it's a bit of a process and a road, it's a journey. And I don't expect you to start giving to charity yet if you're not ready yet. When you're ready, you're ready. Absolutely. And what I want to do is just help everyone along that journey and we're along that journey now quite far up where we can do that. And I love it, it's great. And, you know, we got, but the thing is, not only have we got a lot of haters, we've got a lot of people that love us too. So, Absolutely. you know, the thing is, 
for every person that says, oh, you know, you're, you know, you're a fake guru, you're a scam artist, blah, blah, blah. Then I have another person saying, like, you're practically Jesus. You saved my life. You're awesome. So <laughs> it's fantastic that I get the opposite. You know what I mean? And a lot of people say, and a lot of people comment, and I love it, and thank you so much. They're saying, look, no, George, the real deal. He actually knows what he's doing. He believes that he's very good. And I've, we've got a lot of our members and people in our community stick up for us. And you know what? I just want to say thank you so much because we haven't Absolutely. acknowledged that. And, you know, there's a lot of haters out there, but because we're getting so much more likes, so much more people actually giving positive, to me, it's mm -hmm. great. Because for every, you know, five to ten people that say something awesome, there's one person that says something bad. And that's okay, you know what I mean? I don't mind. And that brings me to our podcast. So Positive Property with George Markowski. Look it up on iTunes, guys. Look it up on the your podcast The Positive Property apps. Show. Guys, I'm going to put a link in. Please check it out. And please leave us a review. We would love that. Yes, we would really appreciate that. I'm going to do a competition next week, actually. Awesome. So you awesome. might, you know, so give us a review. I'm going to be rewarding everyone for doing the right thing. I'm very grateful that we already hit number 76, which is pretty cool, in within a week. Thanks, Julia. Julia said, I actually think people are just jealous of you, George and Christina. <laughs> Thank you, Julia. You're so awesome. Thank you. And staff are the real deal. Absolutely. And all of our staff for Positive Property actually started off as members, including myself. So there you go. We're all success stories. Look, we all love property, love investing. It's a fantastic thing. Exactly. And look, the, the fact of it is, you know, we're going to keep doing what we're doing. You know, the haters aren't going to stop us. But look, a lot of the haters, I must say, they just don't understand what's going on. Mm. And what happens is they see some guy, they don't really know me that well. And they're like, who's this guy that thinks he's so great at investing and blah, 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 right? And things like that. You know, because a lot of people, you know, other, other haters have written other, other stuff. Like one guy said, I know what you're investing in, <laughs> into hot girls, remember? And then someone said, how much do you pay the model? Yeah, that was actually Christina next to me. Like and then someone said, is that your daughter? <laughs> and Alicia said, it's so simple. You would not get members as your staff if you need to hire. How transparent are we? George is the real deal. Thank you so much, Alicia. Thank you so really much. appreciate that. And, you know, it's true. Oh, look at this. There you go. I've got another hater just then. This photo looks photoshopped. This just in. Just in right now, a second and ago. And the amount of... Comments we get saying photoshopped. Yes, and a lot of people say <laughs> they that. They think we're, our okay. photos are photoshopped. This is the strange thing, and a lot of people say my head is too big, and they think I've <laughs> Guys, cut my... it's actually this big, like side by side comparison. Yes, look, look, look. You can see my head is actually quite large. I admit That's it. his real head. It's yes. not photoshopped. No, because no, a lot of people comment on my photos and say that someone cut out that photo and put it. But did the proportions wrong? I did the proportions wrong, but no, my head's actually quite big. It's a big head. I can't help it. I was born that way. I feel sorry. You've got a big brain. I feel sorry for my mother with a head this size. <laughs> let's, not, let's not go there. At the end of the day, we're all going to get haters, right? And you're always going to get people that are going to try to pull you down. It's a bit like the story of the crabs. You know, when we were in Bali, first time with Christina, we had a trip in this little island. And uh, on this little island, there was this Balinese guy who was catching crabs and we had a bit of a break because we just had had an ATV ride through the bush. Oh, yeah, right? I know. Remember just that? covered in mud. We, we were totally. covered in mud and we were relaxing <laughs> on this beach waiting for our transport to get us because they came with no seatbelt and I said, no, bring another car. But anyway, so we're waiting there. There's a guy on the beach catching crabs and he had this big pot full of crabs and I went and said hello and he didn't understand much English. But um, I noticed there was crabs but no lid on top of the crab net. Mm. And I'm like, you know, aren't you scared your crabs are going to escape? And he sort of pointed and 
what happens if you sat there long enough, you see a crab, one crab, because they're all holding each other down. Then suddenly one crab makes a break for it and starts crawling up. And as he's almost there, almost there, suddenly his leg grabs one part of him, another leg grabs on the other side, and they grab him all and they pull him right down. And unfortunately, that's the Paul Tall Poppy Syndrome, right? You know, too many people are making excuses for mediocrity, right? Mm-hmm. Too many people are allowing mediocrity. You know, don't be mediocre. Don't sit on the fence. It's bullshit. It's a lot of crap. Don't do that. You know, you're better off trying your best and failing than never doing it. I'd you much know, rather try and fail than never try. On your deathbed, do you want to yeah. sort of lie on your deathbed and go, oh, I was really safe. I did nothing important or nothing great. I didn't do anything passionate. I didn't go out of my comfort zone but um, nothing really happened. Or do you want to say, you know, I went and tried this. I did what I, I wanted to do. I gave my best yeah. shot. Whether you failed or not, doesn't matter. You tried. I'd much rather fail, try and fail, than not try and, and not fail. And you never really fail. You learn. You There's learn. always a lesson. There's always a lesson. And look, when you fail, you learn how not to do it. Absolutely. And really, experience is what it's all about. And, mm. you know, I think, you know, in our modern society, we've become wrapped up in cotton wool, we're too scared to take any challenge, any stuff, and we're just too scared to do it. You know, if you want safety, you know, because a lot of people say- Yes, you know, Lisa, no regrets. Exactly, <laughs> that's right. Look, if you want, if you want, so many people want safety, you know what I mean? And if you want safety, there's a place you can be really safe. What they do is they're gonna put you in this nice little room, it's padded, and they give you three <laughs> meals a day, they give you a nice little white suit that you can wear, and you'll be totally safe. You'll, you'll live to a, a ripe age of 100. You know what I mean? Because, you know, getting out of bed's risky. Walking across the street is risky. You know, asking that person you're attracted to out on a date is risky. Asking for a pay rise yeah. is risky. Getting a Admitting job Admitting to your crush that you like them is risky. Yes. I remember when I told Christina that I liked them. <laughs> <laughs> that was very funny. It was risky. That, that's a story for another day. <laughs> yes. But look, it's risky. And the thing is, if you don't take the risk, you don't know. Because at the end of the day... When I, when I first started courting Christina, when I wanted mm. to date Christina, um, I, quite a few people came up to me and said, George, you're an idiot. She's not going to like you. She's too young for you. She's too hot. And that's it. You can't have... And look, we were friends for a long time before we even started dating. Yeah, George but pe- was in friend zone. But people said, George, don't even try. We've got a great question here from Kevin Rose. How much money do you need to start investing? Excellent question there, Kevin. Kevin Rose. Excellent. I love the name, um, Kevin Rose, which is cool. It's like a Tim Ferriss friend, Kevin Rose. <laughs> Wonder if it was him, you know, really famous person. Anyway, so look, how much money do you need to start investing? Well, really at the end of the day, the number one thing you can invest in is yourself. And to do that, you can start with time, mm-hmm. right? Because I really believe before you invest in property, invest in yourself. More important than property anyway, because you're gonna give yourself the biggest return. And I always say this to people, you know, even though I'm talking about property investing and that's where I make my money, I really want to in bend everyone that you need to invest in yourself first and that's the most important thing you're going to get the mm. biggest return and so you know you being on this on this podcast that's now, a great start but you Kevin, just this, to Kevin, give you a bit more specifics i've helped people with as little as you know forty thousand in savings if you don't have an existing property with equity um if you've got an existing property with equity that's great you probably need around, you know, 80,000 equity or 40,000 in savings and you'd have to be on an income of, you know, around 55 to $60,000 a year. This is the deal though. I mean, um, what, what I've got in my 40 day challenge, which we're launching in October, is I've got a module there 
on nine ways to buy property without a cash deposit. Mm. And really, that's a really good module. And I think that's going to give you a lot of help. So, you know, if you want to invest in yourself, do the 14-day challenge. That will give you a lot of groundwork on exactly what you can and can't do. We had uh, one guy, the truck driver, his name's Mark. He joined our program with zero cash deposit. But he earned a good income. Yeah. And now he's got nearly a million dollars worth of property. So, you know, you don't have to start a lot of money. And I, I didn't start a lot either. But I worked my way out. So guys, the podcast, we'd love you to check it out. Yes, but if you're listening to the podcast, you're already checking it out, so thank you. But <laughs> so please, thank you. please give us a rating or review. Look, let's um, let's teach this guy that gave us a shit review that we're not that bad. <laughs> 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 Look, guys, I'm being totally authentic here, and if you like it, listen to us. If you don't, well, don't subscribe. Don't, don't it's subscribe. pretty simple. But um, I, I really appreciate you coming tonight and listening to us and giving us your time because the most valuable thing you can do is give us your time and attention. Absolutely. You know, it is, Absolutely. It is it's true. the new currency. It is, it is. Mm. So just to finish on this whole tall poppy syndrome, because I haven't finished wrapping this up. Oh, okay. Right. So the thing is, people are going to poo-poo what you do, mm. right? And what happened was in my whole life, every time I've tried to do something good, I've had the crabs try to grab me and drag me back. It's happened over and over again. So I've got a lot of experience. And look, it's hard. It's very difficult. You know, when I first started my first business, everyone said, you're an idiot. My father said I was an idiot. He said, don't do it. You're a loser. Go to, go to university. No. But I did it anyway, right? Because I had the courage to do that. And Don't ever let people tell you you can't do something they haven't done themselves. Yes. And then, then I wanted to become a real estate agent. Everyone said, oh, it's too hard. You can't do it. You've got to go for a panel and you've got to do it. But I did it. I got out of my comfort zone. I did it, right? And then I really wanted to get myself uh, a new sports car. And everyone said, oh, you're not going to be able to get a loan. It's going to be too expensive. But I did it, right? Then I wanted to start my own business. Everyone said, you want a good job. Why would you want to start your own business? Business is hard. People fail. Don't do it. But I did it anyway. Mm. Then when I wanted to invest in property, when I, when I bought my first house, everyone said, this is the wrong time to buy. Don't buy a property. It's the worst time. Funny enough, it was the best time. I mean, I paid one hundred seventy-nine thousand. Now it's worth eight hundred fifty thousand. Then when I built my second property, everyone said, "No, you shouldn't have bought your second property. Bad move." <laughs> Every time I bought a property, people have told me it's bad. Right? Every single time. And you know what? It's been good. When I started my first business, people told me it was bad. When I started this business, people told me not to do it. They said, "Just stay where you are." You know, when I wanted to date Christina, they said, "Don't do it." So everything good in my life, people said, "Don't do it." So what I'm saying is. Don't listen to the naysayers. Don't listen to those negative people out Don't there. Don't listen to the haters. <laughs> Don't listen to them because, look, the haters are going to hate, 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 right? <laughs> They're going to hate no right? matter what you do and, in your life. And the fact of it is, if but you... But surrounding yourself with people who actually bring you up, and that's what this group is about. So, guys, look, this is your tribe. These so, guys here, guys, they've got your back. So, guys, you know what? Comment the section um, and say hello. Meet someone here. Contact each other. Be a little support buddies online. You know, at the end of the day, what you want is some positive people out there that are going to help you and push you forward and get you to reach a little bit higher, reach a little bit more and keep doing Definitely. it. You know, because I remember a long time ago, I was dating this girl, lovely girl, but what happened was um, I was telling her about my big plans. This is when I was quite young. And she said, oh, you know, don't dream too big because then you'll be disappointed. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I just can't be this girl. Mm -hmm. Like, no way. I mean, dream big is what it's about. I'll be disappointed if I don't dream big, you know. And, you know, she thought I'd be better off just having a job and doing whatever. And look, I've, I've been very fortunate. For some reason, I've got out of my comfort zone over and over again. And I've just had this courage and fearlessness to just do things. And, you know, it's not a lack of fear. 
you know, I had a bit of fear, but I did it anyway. So when I bought my first property, you know, I, um, I was, I had anxiety, I was scared, but I just did it anyway, right? And the thing is, you just get used to it. So you can't get rid of fear. Fear is false expectations appear real. It's gonna hold you back, but you've gotta just have the strength to just walk past that. And the thing is, you know, people try to be negative and do bad things to your mind. You just gotta control your mind and really control it and be positive because people are gonna give you doubts. They're gonna make, wanna drag you down and be mediocre. Just don't listen to people not as successful as you mm. in that area. So if you wanna get fit, don't listen to a fat person. If you wanna get rich, don't listen to a poor person. If you wanna, you know, get married to someone, don't listen to someone that's never gone on a date before, right? So really, look at, you know, get someone in your group and your peers that's actually better than you and what they're doing. They're the ones you wanna to listen to, their advice, because they're gonna give you the right advice because they've done it before, right? So when I train, I train someone that's got bigger muscles than me, because they can probably, do it better like Lift it. heavier weights. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So that's what it's all about. So that's the take-home message. Really, watch your coffee. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and we know the story about the watch your coffee. Let's say, for example, your worst enemy makes your coffee. Oh, worst enemy. I and they put, they put an extra sugar in you. What's oh. going to happen to you? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. But let's say your best friend by accident makes your coffee and they put poison by accident. What's going to happen to you? You're gonna die. You're gonna die. So what's the moral of the story? Watch your coffee. But what he's saying is, he's saying that a lot of times people that are close to you by accident are poisoning your mind through negativity, mm -hmm. mediocre. It's not the enemies, because you're not listening to the enemies. You right. listen to your friends and peers, and that's why you're gonna watch your coffee because they're the ones telling you, you can't do this. They're the ones saying, be like us, because they're not comfortable with you getting out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. So that's what it means. That was the story. The moral of the story, Watch your coffee, make sure you don't accidentally get poisoned by your friends or your peers, and make sure you've got a positive diet and have positive things coming into you, right? And thank you everyone for responding. Any other questions at all while we're here quickly? That's it, I can't read anymore because my iPad actually died. Okay, here we go. It's, um, could you read this one out please? Yep, if having permission to fail, but keeping the eye on the prize, and in the most instances you will succeed. And if you fail, you'll see it a lesson for growth. Absolutely, Frederico. Beautiful, fantastic. And look, exactly. You know what? Mm. Giving yourself permission to fail is yeah. important. And look, not wanting to fail is ego, right? That's the fact of it because all of us have got the ego and when we fail, your ego gets hurt. Mm. And what happens is our ego stops us from being authentic, vulnerable, real. Ego is the enemy. Ego is the enemy, it really is. And Ryan Holland wrote, wrote a book about ego an amazing book about ego is the enemy and I really believe it and you know I think at the end of the day all of us have got ego but we can't let our ego control us and I'm, I'm willing to be vulnerable because at the end of the day my ego is not that delicate luckily you know and as you get older it becomes <laughs> depends on what you do in life exactly whether you know you evolve or stay the same but exactly yeah you never um fail in life you always learn there's a lesson to be learned there so. Excellent. thank you so much i'm very grateful for everyone joining us um thanks if you liked our podcast please give us a rating and review if you didn't like it don't give us a rating and review thank you <laughs> talk to you soon bye see you guys have a good night thank you for listening i'm grateful for all our listeners around the world if you found this podcast valuable please share with someone that might find this useful and please join our tribe of purpose-driven investors, increasing income and impact in our Facebook group, Positive Property. Please note, 
with a multi-million dollar property portfolio and a passive income, I've become incredibly successful at investing in property. The fact of it is, however, many people may find investing in property challenging. It's not easy, and it takes a lot of hard work. However, becoming educated to make an informed decision and having the right advisors gives you the tools you need to succeed. The most important part of this formula, however, is to actually take action and apply that knowledge. It is important to understand the information I share is of a general nature only and is not taking into account your unique circumstances. If you're considering investing in any asset class, you need to seek the advice of an independent professional advisor who will be able to look at your specific situation. Be sure your advisor has actually achieved the kind of results you're seeking. Many won't have, so beware. We've taken great care putting those educational resources together. We'd be surprised if you didn't find any errors or omissions. If you do, our legal team says we have to say we're not responsible for those. In fact, as with all things, even your success, we're not responsible. That responsibility always has and always will come down to you and the actions you take. We're passionate about supporting you in that process and helping you increase your ability to create wealth, live the life you desire, and provide all the things you dream of for you and your family.